podcast rolling. How's everybody doing? Hey, happy Memorial Day weekend, my fellow Americans. It's that time of the year when uh, summer unofficially begins. It's not meteorological summer or climactics, climb, whatever, not officially summer according to the weatherman. But according to beaches and swimming pools, beer bashes and backyard barbecues, it is summer, summertime. So today in the United States of America, we celebrate a special day, uh, a significant day where we honor the people who died to defend our freedom. They say the ones that made the ultimate sacrifice They say, you know, some who gave all, but what it means to me, and obviously as I've grown and learned things over the years and years of my finite wisdom on this earth, and believe me, my wisdom is very, very finite, very limited but I've learned that today well tomorrow technically but this holiday is about uh, the men and women that paid the ultimate sacrifice that that died who went away they left everything they had and including safety and freedom at home In the United States, they went to a foreign land, uh, many of them, except unless you count the Civil War and the Revolutionary War, but a lot of them went to a foreign land to defend our freedom, to keep the war away from America's shores so that we would not have to directly feel the horrors of war. They endured it for us. And they did not come back from the battlefield, but they died so you and I can have freedom and safety. So that's what uh, the, the Memorial Day means to me. I just finished watching... The annual National Memorial Day concert in Washington, D.C. So, a tradition. Someday I'd like to make it there. Uh, someday I would like to be in Washington, D.C. for what's called uh, Operate, well, it's called Rolling Thunder. I don't know if they call it Operation Rolling Thunder, they just call it Rolling Thunder. But the Vietnam vets. Uh, and they're they're starting to to age up there and starting to no longer be with us, but their families and friends and supporters uh, rev up their motorcycles, and there's one big uh, rolling thunder uh, parade. Rolling Operation Rolling Thunder was a famous. Uh, military operation in Vietnam 
when we sent a surge of troops in. Uh, I think it was pretty, a lot of misconceptions about Vietnam. Um, you know, everything that the United States did there was a failure. Uh, I believe Operation Rolling Thunder was rather successful at first and then of course policies change and politics changed in America and you know therefore the 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 mission excuse me and, and such changed but every year the Vietnam veterans who ride Harley Davidsons usually or just ride motorcycles period uh will descend on Washington, D.C., ride their motorcycles around the Capitol, uh, have a big rally. Because Vietnam was, it's not the only war where we've had soldiers missing in action and uh, never returned. But I think it's the most, or at least, <sighs> that's the word I'm looking for. Got the most attention for prisoners of war and soldiers that went missing in action because the war was not fought with two armies lining up on a battlefield and running at each other uh, or anything like that. The way wars were fought, I mean, even up to World War II, uh, you know, it was a lot of, you know, okay, the Germans are coming this way, we've got a base set up here. Let's hunker down in this village. Let's take uh, refuge on this hill so we have the high ground and vice versa. But Vietnam, it was literally American soldiers going out on patrol through the jungles and encountering an enemy hiding in the trees, hiding under the ground and popping out of the ground and or uh booby traps hidden in the earth and these guys fall into these pits with uh, giant spikes not only that but the the Viet Cong Vietnamese okay Viet Cong were Vietnamese civilians that fought on behalf of North, the North Vietnamese communist uh so during the day, they would be tending their water buffaloes and their rice patties. And then on other days or in the evening at night, they would sneak attack on American troops. Uh, and they would hide out uh, in, the, in the dark, in the grass, in the weeds uh, for hours and hours. And then when the Americans came along, they would spring the trap. Sometimes they were the trap. It, it was just a totally different war. And it led to a lot of American soldiers going missing. And bodies never being found. Um, you know, you're... I mean, one movie I watched, and I don't know how, how legitimate and how fictional it was. But uh, a, a guy goes off to go to the bathroom by himself course he's in the jungle so there is no you know there's no toilet so he has to find you know wherever he can take a squat and uh his buddies are like what what he went off alone oh well so-and-so likes to take a squat alone by himself and 
they go looking for him and there he is mutilated with uh, his male anatomy shoved in his mouth his intestines on the outside of his abdomen and uh, you know some of them they weren't even found they were just disappeared into the jungle and were taken and tortured and dismembered and left there for the animals or just you know buried in a shallow grave or whatever by the Viet Cong um, and then you get pieces of trash like John Kerry that come back and rat out and snitch on their fellow soldiers and say that American soldiers were chopping off the heads of the Viet Cong for fun and keeping them as souvenirs and cutting off ears and noses and hanging on to them uh, as spoils of war. What a scumbag John Kerry is. The, uh, the climate Cesar to Joseph Repulsive Biden. Anyways, that, that's enough of that. Um, shit. I went like way too long and way too deep into that. Let's hit up some God Bless America. I'm going to light one up. I'm going to read uh, two Medal of Honor citations of Americans who laid down their lives to save their uh, fellow soldiers. B BRB, be right back. Let's hope this works right. It's not working right. Alright, I'm going to have to go to this one. Hang on. Or I could just go to the damn. You packed your bags and shut the door. You crossed the sea in a final war. You didn't know just what would happen to you. Stepped in the dirt, boots on the ground, and gunfire was the only sound. And to yourself, you whispered hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
Version of Hallelujah, an old jazz song. So let's do uh, Michael Murphy first. You've probably seen the movie. Um, crap, now I can't think of it. Lone Survivor, there. I finally got it out of my head. The movie Lone Survivor was actually supposed to be a tribute to Michael Murphy. I even remember when I watched the movie, they mentioned Michael Murphy. Now, oddly enough, Walmart had a, a DVD come out about the same time and that was called uh, Murph the Protector and I think that is actually the the better of the two because it's a little more about Michael Murphy and his heroics to try and save his his team um, unfortunately there were a four-man team only one survivor uh, and he lives on to tell the story of Michael Murray and the rest of them. But this heroic story took place in Afghanistan. The Medal of Honor citation goes as this. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidly at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty as the leader of a special reconnaissance element with Navy Special Warfare Task Force Unit Afghanistan 27 and 28 June 20, 2005 excuse me while leading a mission to locate a high-level anti-coalition military leader, Lieutenant Murphy, 
demonstrate extraordinary her her heroism in the face of grave danger in the vicinity of Azdabad, Konar Province, Afghanistan. On 28 June, operating an extremely rugged enemy-controlled area, Lieutenant Murphy's team was discovered by anti an anti-coalition militia, the enemy. Okay. Sympathizers who relayed their position to Taliban fighters. As a result, between 30 and 40 enemy fighters besieged the 40-member team. Demonstrating exceptional resolve, Lieutenant Murphy valiantly led his men in engaging the large enemy force and uh, the ensuing fierce firefight resulted in numerous enemy casualties as well as the wounding of all four members of the team. Ignoring his own wounds and demonstrating exceptional composure, Lieutenant Murphy continued to lead and encourage his men. When the primary communicator fell mortally wounded, Lieutenant Murphy repeatedly attempted to call for resistance or assistance for his beleaguered teammates, realizing the uh, impossibility of communicating in the extreme terrain and the face of certain danger. He fought his way into open terrain to gain a better position to transmit a call. This deliberate heroic act depri deprived him of cover exposing him to direct enemy fire. Finally achieving contact with his headquarters, Lieutenant Murphy maintained his exposed position while he provided his location and requested immediate support for his teammates. In his final act of bravery, continuing to engage the enemy until he was mortally wounded, gallantly, gallantly, giving his life for his country and his and the cause of freedom by his selfless leadership courageous actions and extraordinary devotion to duty lieutenant murphy reflected great credit upon himself and upheld the highest traditions of the united states naval service so his team was out on patrol looking for a Taliban leader who was killing Marines, uh, doing horrendous things to these soldiers. Uh, it's beyond torture, frankly. Um, I mean, waterboarding or any torture form the United States uses is nothing compared to what happens to you if you're captured by uh, some of these. Uh, Taliban or ISIS or even the, the normal quote-unquote armies of these regions uh, or, or any region. You can go through history and find all sorts of evil atrocities perpetrated by uh, just about every army except the United States.
and I'm a lot biased, but I'm honest. Now, these guys had to fight on to the end. Lieutenant Murphy had to get them help, or else they were going to be beheaded alive at the least, if not mutilated and dismembered while still alive. And before that, probably raped. So, that was the situation they were in. And this gentleman took it upon himself to go beyond the, the walls and the mountainous terrain uh, into an open area where the enemy could easily see him. But he had to get that distress call out to his headquarters so that they could get help to his team. Um, unfortunately, the two six or eight man crews that were sent in to rescue them, one Navy SEAL and one uh, elite Army Ranger unit, their helicopter was shot down and all of those men died on their way to rescue uh, Michael Murphy's men. So you end up with one lone survivor out of a, a four-man crew. Why do they do it? Why do they do it when they're so underappreciated? Unbelievable. Lo love of their, pardon me, love of their teammate being, you know, probably the biggest reason. Love of country certainly being another reason. Um, and you can go on and on and guess what would cause men and women to lay their lives down uh, in battle so gallantly. Another one, this one's literally close to home. His family uh, lived less than a block away from where I live now. Uh, this is Private Melvin Newland from Wellsville, Ohio. Uh, and his story is a lot similar to Michael Murphy. Uh, for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty while serving as a machine gunner attached to 1st Platoon F Company Battalion well, 2D Battalion on 3 and 4 July 1967. PFC, Private First Class. Newland, with four other Marines, was manning a key position on the perimeter of Nong Sun Outpost when the enemy launched a savage, well-coordinated mortar and infantry assault seriously wounding him and killing his four comrades. Propping himself up against his machine gun, he poured a deadly accurate stream of fire 
into the charging ranks of the Viet Cong. Though repeatedly hit by small arms fire, he twice repelled the enemy attempts to overrun his position. During the third attempt, a grenade explosion wounded him again and knocked him to the ground unconscious. The Viet Cong guerrillas believed believing him dead, bypassed him, and continued their assault on the main force. Meanwhile, PFC Newland regained consciousness, crawled back to his weapon, and brought it to bear on the rear of the enemy, causing havoc and confusion among them, spotting them attempting to bring a captured 106 recoilless weapon to bear on other marine positions, he shifted his fire, inflicting heavy casualties on the enemy and preventing them from firing the captured weapon. He then shifted his fire back to the primary enemy force, causing them to stop their assault on the marine bunkers and once again attack his machine gun position. Valiantly fighting off two more enemy assaults, he firmly held his ground until mortally wounded. PFC Newland had single-handedly broken up and disorganized the entire enemy assault force, causing them to lose momentum and delaying them enough for his fellow Marines to organize a defense and beat off their secondary attack. His indomitable courage, fortitude, and unwavering devotion to duty in the face of almost certain death reflect great credit upon himself the Marine, and the Marine Corps and upheld the highest traditions of the United States Naval Service. Those of you who don't know, the Marine Corps started as a branch of the Navy, and still is, technically. Although if you ask a Marine, they say, are, are you part of the Navy, they'll probably kill you. But, I mean, this is amazing. Here's a young man. My uncle was at the recruiting depot with him in Cleveland. And Melvin was 17 when he joined the Marines. And my uncle told him, Melvin, you can't, can't do that. You're not old enough. You know, what are you doing here? And Melvin's like, I'm joining the Marines. My uncle told me this story. And my uncle was like, Melvin, you can't do that. Those guys are nuts. And, you know, he did it. He, he came from a not-so-great family. His dad was abusive and an alcoholic. And uh, his sister said one time in an interview, and I've met her, and, and she's always in my uh, 4th of July parade representing her brother. Um, she said in an interview... It, for him, joining the Marines was about getting away, away from Wellsville and where he grew up and just wanting to do something that nobody thought he could do to be somebody because they, he was so poor. Uh, one story I was told by a good source, a good friend, is that uh, their house was so rickety and had holes in it that one day while 
dad was at work because uh, mom couldn't get him to move out of the house and tear it down, the kids and mom tore the house down piece by piece so that dad would be forced to buy a new house. Or, or, I mean, just crazy uh, things that they went through. So this was a scrappy, I mean, he looks like a skinny kid, but obviously a scrapper. Uh, I've heard he was a little mischievous as a youngster, as we all were probably. But, you know, it's like, man, this dude walk the same street I walk every day and he chose to die I mean he was hurt he was hurt bad he could have laid there and played dead and just let the Viet Cong go and instead he, he continued to fight he had to know that he was going to get overwhelmed I mean, you know, you can say adrenaline kicks in and you don't know this and you don't know that. You're just running on adrenaline. But there's got to be a little bit of consciousness. There's a little, a lot of <laughs> probably fear in people that would make a, 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 an average person want to just give up and hide and save their own life instead of laying down their lives for, in Michael Murphy's case, three, you know, he, he laid his life down for two other men and himself, and only one of his groups survived. Melvin Newland, who knows how many hundreds of lives he saved on that base that night, you know? I mean, that's what's amazing about this. One guy gave himself, two guys, pardon me, uh, give themselves up for their their friends, their fellow soldiers, and this happens every day in in the military. And you can say it about other militaries, armies, whatever. Uh, but of course, I'm partial and biased towards the United States. So that's what Memorial Day is, folks. People that pay the ultimate sacrifice thinking and hoping that others can live in freedom for their sacrifice, for their death, their death and their, their life not be in vain. So let's remember that when we're having our, our little beer, little beer bash or big old beer bash and barbecue this week, this uh, next day or two. God bless y'all. Pray for one another. And I finally got the end of the Memorial Day concert from Washington, D.C. queued up so we can listen to that jam on our way out. So, Take it off mute, though, John. <laughs>